Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. So today is episode 79, in which I want to talk about how I gave myself a $4,320 raise this year. But before I do, let's play a quick clip to inspire us for today's discussion from the movie Jerry Maguire. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Wow. I want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. Look at this. I'm taking too much. No! No! Show you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell at me. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. So it didn't come up with that cheesy title or play that cheesy soundtrack uh, just to kind of, you know, say cheesy things that I'm going to get you to use to buy my program or book or any of that. All this advice is free. And as for a disclaimer real quick, I'm not a certified financial professional. I do not speak on behalf of my employer, which is a bank. Please consult with your certified financial professional accountant lawyer before making any financial changes in your life. These are simply my personal opinions and the things I'm doing in my own life. What you choose to do is ultimately up to you and your trusted advisors. So anyway, I say all that, uh, (laughs) not to sound too cheesy or like to sell you something, but I just want to talk about money from a very practical standpoint. Last week in my podcast, if you didn't check out episode 78, I talked about how uh, I had some tips on how you could live a more simple life. Um, And they were much more philosophical in nature, much more theological in nature, um, in which I talked about things from just kind of a general life perspective. And in this week's podcast, I want to talk about a couple things that you can do, specifically nine different things you can do in order to better uh, enhance your life from a financial standpoint. Uh, Many of these things are things that I have recently started doing or have been doing. Um, But really, you know, all this coronavirus stuff and being at home a lot and thinking about what my money's being used for and and things of that nature have really got me to thinking about some things I could do to change my financial life. And, you know, in in many ways, I guess you could think about it as giving myself a raise. Because as Benjamin Franklin used to say, a penny saved is a penny earned. And in truth, giving myself a raise this year of $4,320 hasn't come about as a result of getting more money from my employer. Uh, (laughs) You know, my employer and my wife's employer, uh, you know, they might as well be run by um, strict unions. Uh, It's pretty much impossible. And I think it's this way really for most people's employers. It's really just about impossible to negotiate a higher salary at where I work or where my wife works. Um, where I work and where my wife works, you get a raise basically as uh, the result of a decree of somebody somewhere. Uh, Where I work, I couldn't just ever walk up to my manager and demand a raise. Um, My salary is more so decided by HR and various mid-level managers. 
Um, and if I were to ask for a higher raise, you know, I could do so, but uh, it's pretty much going to get shot down. And you're pretty much only going to ever get an annual raise that's pretty much in keeping for the most part with uh, the rate of inflation. If you do really, 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 really well and that sort of thing, they might sweeten the pot a little bit and give you an extra 1% if you've had an exceptional year um, beyond the rate of inflation. But generally speaking, um, you can expect to get a salary increase that's pretty much no matter how hard you work and keeping with that. Um, and with my wife, well, she works as a teacher, uh, with the government. So her salary increases are pretty much only tied to, uh, government decree. And I think most people probably find themselves in that boat. So if you're going to increase your salary, uh, on an annual basis, you're going to be pretty much left up to your own devices and you're going to have to pretty much figure out new ways to save more money without having some sort of uh, side hustle. So in today's podcast, I basically want to talk about how you can save more money, not necessarily how you can negotiate a higher salary. Cause if you're like me, chances are you can't do that. <laughs> uh, but you know, my wife and I, we have managed to figure out how to save a lot of extra money. Um, and we're taking advantage of some opportunities in order to do so. We recently sat down, we talked about some of the things we discovered when we looked at our bills and looked at, you know, where there are some opportunities we talked about and looked at and found and discovered ways in which we can save a couple extra hundred bucks a month. And I don't know about you, but in my neck of the world, a few hundred extra bucks a month is real money. Uh, $4,320 is nothing to sneeze at. That's, that's real money. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, you're probably like me in that regard, middle class and would gladly welcome an extra $4,320 a month in American dollars. So here are the nine ways that my wife and I figured out ways we could save more money. Some of which we, like I said, we just recently implemented. Um, but, uh, some we're still looking at for some additional ways to save us money. So here are the here are the practical steps you could do to increase your savings and to pay yourself a little bit more this year. Tip number one, refinance your mortgage. According to Freddie Mac, as of September 24th, 2020, the current average 30-year fixed mortgage interest rate is 2.9%. If you're not aware and you haven't been living under a rock, mortgage rates have been falling and hopefully you've already taken advantage of that. If you own a home and you have a mortgage um, at 2.9%, uh, we are looking at historic lows when it comes to interest rates and it's very unlikely interest rates are going to get much cheaper than what they are right now simply because of the ways uh, all the banks and financial institutions and mortgage companies structure um, mortgages. At the end of the day, they got to make a little bit of money. They got to like make a little bit above uh, the annual rate of inflation, and they got to make a little bit uh, to pay for all the salaries of mortgage people like me who uh, make a living doing this sort of stuff. Um, and they also got to you know make a little profit for shareholders. Um, and at two point nine percent. That's pretty tough to do, all of the three above, um, but they're managing to do it. So take advantage of this. If it's been a year or two since you've uh, looked at your mortgage, you know, 
consult with your local bank uh, mortgage salesperson or your local mortgage company. Go on places like bankrate.com and see if you can't, uh, you know, shop around for a mortgage and, you know, find a better deal out there because if it's been a couple of years since you refinanced or since you purchased your home or last updated your mortgage, it's a great time uh, to do that. Personally speaking, my wife and I are managing to save an extra $200 plus a month as a result of the refinance opportunity we've taken advantage of. Uh, we previously were just a little below 4%, and uh, well, now we're getting this uh, closer to the historic rate uh, when it comes to our mortgage, and that's saving us a lot of money. That's a, that's a huge, huge thing. So don't miss the opportunity to act now. Tip number two. This is something my wife and I have recently done as well. We have recently cut the cord and ditched cable. Now, maybe you've already done this, um, but uh, maybe you're not. Maybe you're still like uh, the majority of Americans who are still using cable and satellite. And uh, my wife and I, when we looked at our cable bill recently, uh, apart from internet, but just strictly talking about cable, we we're paying $117 a month with for just a basic cable package, DVR, um, and a couple extra channels that we decided we wanted as a result of our, our cable package. And as a result, we are paying $117 a month just to be able to watch television, folks. Well, with the advent of internet and all the streaming services that are out there, in the last uh, two years, there have been a number of programs like Sling and Hulu Live TV and YouTube TV that offer a very similar cable-type satellite type experience offering you know 50 to 100 channels or somewhere in that range depending on what service you get um, as well as live tv with your local uh, television providers so if you haven't looked at cutting the cable or ditching satellite i highly recommend you to do so my wife and i we've gone from being spectrum uh, cable users paying 117 dollars a month to signing up for youtube tv uh, which ended up being the service that we found best for us. And that's only going to cost us $65 a month. No special equipment. Um, and all you need is your streaming cable service. And if you have a smart TV, um, or if you don't have a smart TV, you can always buy one of those little Roku sticks or Amazon Fire Sticks or something along that nature. If you have one of those devices or you have a smart TV, um, or you just want to watch it on your laptop or iPad or iPhone or what have you, you know, consider cutting the cord and ditching satellite. And frankly, my wife and I, we tried the service. It's free to try for a week. We tried Hulu Live TV as well as YouTube TV. And we ultimately decided YouTube TV had the best um, bang for your buck for us um, and offered the best service and what we were looking. And we're getting a very cable-like experience for a fraction of the rate. So consider cut the cord, get rid of satellite, get rid of cable, and get with the times and switch to Sling or Hulu Plus Live TV or YouTube TV. I'll let you go ahead and experiment on your own and decide what is best for you. Uh, I have links in the show notes at jimmystable.com for episode 79 on uh, links to Sling, links to Hulu, and links to YouTube. Um, but if you haven't gotten with the times yet and you haven't cut the cord, uh, 
it's best time ever to do such because you can now replicate your full-blown cable and satellite experience all through streaming high-speed internet. So if you have decent high-speed internet, you know, allows you to download more than 25 megabytes per second, um, which is the vast majority of people who have high-speed internet today, you're probably going to be pretty good at cutting your cord and ditching your cable. No special fees, no hidden fees. The only thing you pay with with streaming internet TV is you pay your monthly fee. There's no contract. Uh, there's no like $20 surcharge for this, that, or the other. Um, you know, what you see is what you get, and you're not going to be surprised with everything uh, that you're paying for, unlike what I was paying with on cable, which, you know, advertised for like $65, $75 a month, but then had all sorts of add-on fees and, you know, monthly surcharges and local fees. And before I knew it, I was paying $117 a month. Um, so uh, I went ahead and recently cut the cord and I've never been happier. Tip number three, if you have a home security system, such as ADT, consider ditching it for a more do-it-yourself sort of approach with companies like Ring. Um, my wife and I, we used to use ADT for our home security needs, um, and that cost us about $65 a month plus the cost of equipment. And uh, we recently were exploring some other options and ultimately settled with Ring.com, which is allows you to kind of do it yourself um, for your own home security. You 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 install buy and install your own uh, home security devices and cameras and doorbells and all that fun stuff. So there's a little upfront cost. You'll probably spend a couple hundred dollars up front, um, but the monthly monitoring service that Ring charges is only a hundred dollars a year versus the sixty-five dollars a month uh, I was paying at ADT. Uh, so that savings is pretty substantial. And I've found Ring uh, to offer just as good, if not better, quality of service than professional monitoring companies like ADT. Uh, ADT is frankly a dinosaur and deserves to die a cruel, cruel death. Uh, so help me put them out of business uh, by switching over to companies like Ring. And if you're not familiar with who Ring is, they're owned by Amazon. So if you have an Amazon account already and you're used to spending money there, well, just go ahead and you can sign up for it through Amazon or you can go to ring.com uh, and sign up for home monitoring service. And frankly, I think you're going to find the quality of service is better than uh, quality programs like ADT. Uh, and don't get me wrong, ADT offers a good service for the most part, um, but they cost an arm and a leg to watch your house. And you're going to find out most of the incidents that probably are around your house for home security issues are probably just people walking at the near the end of your street or, you know, animals walking through your yard. Um, so if you're only going to really need a security system um, for ease of mind to control access to your house and for that, God forbid, um, rare security incident that you're going to have, which is probably just going to amount to teenagers ringing your doorbell at 3 a.m. and then running. <laughs> or just a, some other strange person approaching your door. Um, you know, I'd rather pay uh, as little as I can for that. So we, we have found ring.com. Um, you know, we custom-made our own security system and have professional monitoring for $10 a month. And I will tell you, the professional monitoring for $10, uh, or $100, $10 a month or $100 a year 
is just as good as ADT. We've already had a couple of incidents in our house um, since switching over, and they called us very quickly, um, just as fast as ADT ever responded. Um, so highly recommend it. Tip number four, adjust your annual mileage declarations with your auto insurance company. If you're like me, you're working from home a lot these days because of COVID. My company that I worked for recently caused my uh, position to become permanent work from home gig. Um, and that's not just for COVID, but my position is now permanently having me work uh, from home instead of going into the office. Well, that saves me a lot of wear and tear on my vehicle. I'm going to be out a lot less. And I sat down and I did the math and I'm going to drive on average now well under 5,000 miles a year on my car. Uh, so I called up my auto insurance carrier, uh, which is USAA, and uh, I let them know about the changes in my driving habits. And as a result, I reduced my uh, six-month premium by $50. Well, that's not a lot. It ends up being $100 a year. Um, but that really saves a lot of money over time. You're required to have auto insurance by law. So why not go ahead and let your auto insurance company know about your change in driving habits, especially if you're working from home or um, you're working at home a lot more than you used to. Um, it's saving my wife and I. We're saving a lot of money uh, on our auto insurance premiums by doing this. So that adds up over time. So don't leave free money on the table. Simply make the call. Or if you if you even ha don't even have to, like we didn't even technically have to make a call. I just adjusted my mileage settings in my app on my uh, phone for my insurance company. And they automatically reduced my uh, six-month premium. So go ahead and do that. Don't leave free money on the table. Tip number five. Pay your bills on a credit card that has cash back rewards. As long as you can use your credit card on a month-to-month -month basis without carrying a balance um, and getting charged and having to pay interest, I highly recommend, contrary to Dave Ramsey, using a credit card uh, to pay your monthly expenses. So if you have uh, you know, electric, gas, water, utility bills, if you have to buy groceries and all that fun stuff on a monthly basis. If you have to pay gas for your car and uh, insurance for your car and all that sort of stuff, well, if you're going to be paying for that stuff already uh, with the uh, money that comes out of your checking account, why not just take advantage of a credit card, um, and many have this feature today, to pay 1% cash back. If you can get 1% cash back on all your monthly regular expenses, um, like we do, well, you can easily save an additional $30, $40 a month as a result of the cash back rewards that you will get by simply paying for all your bills and all your monthly expenses with your credit card. And then at the end of the month, just simply hitting your checking account with, uh, linking your checking account to your credit card and simply paying off the balance every month, you'll get an extra 30, 40 bucks back most likely at the end of every month. Um, when you cash out your rewards. So just go ahead, automate all that. Pay off your credit card at the end of every month. Go ahead and cash out the rewards um, and have them apply those uh, cash out rewards to your monthly balance. And $30, $40 a month may not seem like a lot to you, 
But that adds up over time. That ends up being eight, nine hundred dollars, maybe even a thousand dollars a year, depending on your own personal financial situation. Um, and it may even be more money than that. So save yourself a few bucks. That you may think, oh, that's not much money, but you know, thirty to forty dollars a month, that's that's a gas bill, or that's that's a tank of gas or two a month. Like, you know, that adds up. Uh, so don't leave that free money on the table. Uh, but like I said, only do that. Only do that if you can pay off your credit card every month without accruing any interest. Uh, because otherwise, your interest payments will destroy whatever cash back rewards you would have gotten. Uh, so don't carry a balance on your credit card and simply use it to pay for all your bills and then cash out the rewards. And, uh, you know, that adds up over time. Tip number six. Now, let me just say this. I've worked in the mortgage world for roughly a decade. Uh, in an earlier part of my career when I was having to really calculate uh, folks' monthly living expenses, um, there was a time once where I calculated somebody who was going through foreclosure. And I calculated the, what they were spending their money on and adding it all up on a spreadsheet so we could decide what kind of loan modification, short sale type deal we could work out with these individuals. And I discovered one family of four who spent over $1,000 a month eating out. And they weren't eating out at Ruth Chris Steakhouse or anywhere fancy. Most of the money that they were spending was simply on fast food chains. Yet they couldn't make their mortgage payment, folks. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's if you've ever sat down and actually um, looked at your monthly bank statements and where you're spending a lot of frivolous money, you will be shocked how quickly you discover that you are spending two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month simply eating out. Even during situations like COVID, like we've been having for the, the past six or seven months, you know, uh, you're probably still running up a DoorDash fee and getting delivery and takeout and all that sort of stuff. Well, if you were to sit there and add it up, I bet you, I'd bet you good money that you're probably spending at least $250. Uh, $300 a month on eating out without even thinking about it. And I bet you're probably spending more, especially if you have a large family. <laughs> and you're doing that just by getting a quick pizza, getting a quick Chinese, stopping at Chick-fil-A or Bojangles or McDonald's or whatever. I bet you you're even spending $500 a month eating out. Well, if you really want to save some extra money, and I'm always scrutinizing this because my wife and I, we easily spend uh, money on eating out, even though we do a lot of meal prep stuff, which I'll talk about a little bit. Um, but it's very easy without even thinking just to say, oh man, uh, I need to get a quick bite to eat, or I'll just get a quick bite on the way to work, or, or I'll just get lunch at work today. And, you know, you do all those things. And before you know it, you've spent two, three, four, five hundred $500 a month on eating out. So go ahead, check out your bank statement, see where you're spending some money, um, and look at simply reducing how much you eat out on a monthly basis. And I promise you, you could probably save a couple hundred dollars a month without even trying. Tip number seven, which is related to the last tip, prepare your meals ahead of time. My wife and I, we've been doing this for several years now. Every week, we make a list of the meals we'd like to prepare for the rest of the week. And we get super specific. So, for example, we'll say, on Monday, we're having grilled chicken with frozen vegetables uh, from a steamer bag. 
Or on Friday, we're making homemade pizza. And we plan out every meal for every day of the week. We even go ahead and schedule which night uh, we're going to have takeout for. And we've discovered if we go ahead and make a list and then go grocery shopping for the specific items on that list and only eat the things that we plan on making, um, we've realized that we can prepare our meals ahead of time um, and save a lot of money in doing so. And if you have the opportunity to do so, use the weekend as a, as a time not only to make a list and shop for the items that you're going to shop for on your grocery list, it's so easy to just roam around the grocery store and throw things into the cart and think, oh, I might eat that this week. Uh, but if you go with a specific list and prepare uh, a list of the things that you're going to eat every single day of the week, uh, you'll save a lot of money in doing so. And if you have the opportunity to do so on a Saturday or a Sunday, go ahead and cook some of those meals ahead of time. Especially if they're meals that allow and are good with leftovers or meals that freeze well. Um, you'll find if you do some food prep and freeze some meals um, ahead of time that you can really uh, make your life a lot more simple and a lot more frugal when it comes to your monthly food cost. Uh, especially in winter months. Uh, winter months are great months for, for soups and stews and spaghetti. Um, and you can easily make a lot of healthy, nutritious meals that freeze well simply by putting them in freezer bags or, or freezer containers um, that you can get real cheap on places like Amazon. Um, and if you do that, you'll save, I promise you, at least $100, maybe $200 a month um, simply by you know, carefully preparing meals that you can easily make ahead of time, buying the specific ingredients that you need for those meals, uh, cooking them over and over again, shopping only for the things that you are going to make and eat, and doing the best you can to prepare simple freezer meals that thaw quickly, that you cook ahead of time, um, and that can serve in a pinch. Because I will tell you, if you forget to make the meal ahead of time, um, or you don't have some easy freezer meals on hand, you'll quickly find yourself in the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A on, well, every day but Sunday. <laughs> uh, or you'll quickly find yourself ordering pizza. And, you know, that's a great way to suddenly have to spend $20, 30 40 $50 uh, simply because you didn't plan ahead of time, you didn't make a list, and all of a sudden, you know, having to do takeout or delivery. Uh, and a, a simple meal that can cost you two, three, four, five dollars to make at home is a lot cheaper than having to go spend twenty dollars at Chick Fil A or thirty dollars on a pizza or two for the night. Um, great way to save money, and my wife and I we have saved a lot of extra money simply by being smart about preparing our meals ahead of time. And you don't even have to be a great cook. Uh, and if you're not a great cook, go to jimmystable.com slash food, where my wife and I, we've been slowly but surely uh, putting together some uh, YouTube videos of some meals you can make quickly uh, and uh, that don't require a lot of effort. So check that out. Uh, we've recorded a couple extra videos uh, recently uh, that we'll be adding shortly. Um, but check that out, jimmystable.com slash food. Um, but you don't have to use our website. <laughs> Uh, you can use plenty of websites out there that have quick and easy meals that you can make. Uh, Rachel Ray, 30, Meals Under 30 Minutes type stuff, or Reed Drummond, 
Um, you know, we're big Reed Drummond fans around here, and she has lots of freezer-friendly meals that you can look up and cook ahead of time, meals that you can easily thaw uh, with little to little notice uh, and quickly reheat. Highly recommend it, and it's really the best thing that you can do. And this will, again, help you probably save at least $100 to $200 a month on food cost in addition to not eating out on a regular basis. Tip number eight. If you've saved up enough money and you're in a good place financially and you have a, an emergency savings account and you're, re, you're ready to begin investing and you already have money you're contributing to your 401k or IRA and other retirement accounts and you've taken advantage of stuff like that, you know, you may consider opening a brokerage account and not trying to gamble by, you know, uh, throwing money into to all sorts of sexy investments and all that sort of stuff. Um, but by simply investing in dividend-paying stocks. Now, again, consult with your financial professional. Everybody's situation is different. Um, but gone are the days in which you can simply open a savings account and expect to earn 5% interest uh, on, on your savings as a result of having money sitting in a savings account. In fact, savings accounts pay so little these days that they'll probably not even cover the rate of inflation and putting money in a savings account will probably actually lose you money when you factor in uh, the rate of inflation. Rate of inflation tends to be about 1% to 2% a year. Uh, so if you're lucky to have a savings account that even pays 1% interest, well, guess what? Your money is being destroyed by inflation. Um, however, there are still a lot of conservative ETFs and mutual funds and REITs uh, R-E-I-T-S, for those of you who don't know what I just said, um, and utility companies and, and investment tools that still pay um, a conservative 4 to 5% annual dividend yield um, that you can consider safely investing if you have long-term money that you can put towards investing um, and you don't mind risking a little bit of principal, a little bit of capital uh, to do so. But there are plenty of ETFs, uh, bond funds, and REITs, and utility company stocks that you can invest in um, that will yield a conservative 4 to 5% interest rate um, simply as a result of having your money tied up in that. And so to put that in, in practical terms, if you have $10,000 to invest and you were to put it into uh, various bond funds and ETFs and REITs and utility companies and things of that nature, you could possibly yield a 4.5% annual dividend, um, which is 450 bucks extra a year before taxes. Now, of course, you will have to pay taxes on that, uh, most likely depending on your financial situation, especially if it's in a brokerage account. But, you know, an extra 450 bucks a, a year just to hold your $10,000 in savings, um, you know, that adds up over time, especially if you slowly but surely invest and save um, the extra money that you're earning um, as a result of following the tips you're suggesting. Like if I were to take this extra $4,320 a year uh, that I have managed to save this year, man, like you could turn that into a, a lot of additional passive form of income um, that you know may not make you rich. Uh, $450 a year in dividends isn't going to make anybody rich, but you know it might end up paying for a utility bill 
It might end up covering a month's worth of groceries. It might end up, you know, offsetting some other expenses that you have that are very real uh, over time. And, you know, you can always take that $450 a year and try to reinvest it if you want. And, you know, over the course of 10, 20, 30 years, that, that really adds up. And uh, that compound interest um, might actually start paying real money one day. Um, but whatever the case, if you don't mind a little bit of risk um, and investing in an ETF or mutual fund or bond fund or REIT or utility company, you know, you might just get a little bit of extra yield on your savings um, yield, which will help offset other costs and pay for other expenses in your life. Tip number nine. If you're not already doing this, you can do this right now without any sort of major changes to your life. Um, and over time, slowly but surely, it will add up. But tip number nine, automate your savings. Automate your savings. On a monthly basis, you should already be taking money out of your paycheck every week uh, to invest for retirement. Um, and if you're not doing that, uh, you should. <laughs> And you should do that for your rainy day fund. You should do that for long-term financial goals, things that you want to ultimately save for. And the best way to save, I believe, is to ultimately think around yourself, to work around yourself, to basically trick yourself. But, you know, if it's $50 a month, $100 a month, $200 a month, $450 a month, whatever it is you can. If you can just automatically set up with your banking account online or go into your local bank, just set up an automatic reoccurring draft into a separate savings account in which you would just take an automatic $50, $100, whatever it is that you have out of your paycheck and just put it towards your savings and then make it so that you can't easily just transfer that money from one account to the other. Don't make it so that your checking account automatically debits your savings account as an overdraft or what have you. Um, just automatically put the money into savings and slowly but surely, every year, you'll increasingly save more. Now, I'm not going to say this is going to make you rich, but this will probably help simplify your life a little. Pay for Christmas. Uh, you can do this to pay for Christmas. You can do this to pay for necessary expenses that you may have on an annual basis or, you know, sudden appliances break down like our our. Uh, dishwasher gave up the ghost recently and we had to go ahead and, and buy a new one. Well, we were able to do so without, you know, having to wonder where the money was going to come from just simply because over time we've been setting aside a little bit money. And, and so even though we don't want to have to pay, you know, out of pocket five, six, $700 for a sudden utility surge <laughs> or appliance surge or anything like that, you know, the money's there and over time it adds up. And uh, over time, we're able to save a little bit more on a regular basis. Um, it's not going to make us rich, but it'll make our lives better in the long run. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 79. How I gave myself a $4,320 raise this year. And I did that by simply looking at my bills, doing a little bit of research, finding some areas in which I could cut back on my monthly expenses and coming up with a couple different ways uh, to save some money. And I didn't need to go ask my manager with hat in hand of, 
excuse me, sir, could I have a raise? And then get laughed at <laughs> on the way out the door. Um, I simply made some simple changes in my life, changes that will ultimately add up and uh, allow me to live a little bit smarter, more frugally, and to lower my monthly expenses. Um, and in lowering my monthly expenses, a penny saved was a penny earned. So everybody, again, Jimmy Humphrey, episode 79, how I gave myself a raise. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it with friends and family. Be sure to subscribe if you've not already done so. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the other major places that uh, podcasts come from. If you can leave a review, I highly recommend you leave a five-star review on Apple um, or wherever you can leave reviews um, talking about how you love this podcast so much and how it made your life better. Um, again, everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Do you see the light? What light? Have you seen the light? Yes! Yes! I have seen the light! Air smudge.